Welcome, and thank you for joining us for another episode of the How for Her Human Expansion Realized podcast. These podcasts are the creative artistry inspired by our weekly Gather for Her conversations that take place in real time. They are the culmination of co-created and harvested wisdom that is palpable during these gatherings around our virtual fire. Our hope is that in a practice of deep listening with us here, you will feel our hands at your back in the journey of realizing your own personal expansion, leaving each listening experience with a spark that ignites your how. This week, our hosts explore a conversation around realizing impact when the only constant is change. They recap some of the events of the last year and how they've still managed to work toward impact through the trying times surrounding them. As you can imagine, um, as a, a, a founder of of uh, a company birthing something like Powerhouse. Uh, today's conversation is really, um, it, you know, I don't know about that about you, but that capstone word, like, you know, you you um, when you get to a certain point, you wonder um, how you will culminate um, and curate the um, the the essence of what you're here to contribute to the world and um, the capstone project or the capstone um, experience that we're pulling together called the leader path very much is is that for me and so this morning we're just taking a moment to connect with those of you who are what i'm going to call our in our inner circle through the gather for her uh, community to just talk a little bit about that um, so thank you to my two sisters and uh, to all of you that are joining this morning, just be able to have a little conversation about, about the braid, about the leader path, and, and about what we're up to next here in the house. Great. Well, why don't I take this strand of the braid for a moment? Because I've been in deep, um, we have been working on the masterclass. That's part of when you show interest in the leader path, you'll get access to that. And I, we had a we had a conversation. I think it'd be great to share here today. We had a conversation the the four of us about reimagining impact, and that's where I would love to start today collectively. And the words that arrived, like the conversation that we had, which is like the conversation we always have on Gather for Her, was a fire circle conversation. It was this is what we're exploring. And when we explore it, what's in the space? What's the wisdom in it? And there were some really key words that, that came through. Emergence being the first like stone in the garden that we landed on. And when I think about reimagining impact on the leader path, with this convergence of leaders bringing their gifting or their genius and what they're compelled to do, this word of emergence matters even more. I, I, I had a conversation with Mary Beth Dean last night, my writing partner, many of you know her, and we were talking about, you know, we were talking about the things we're all talking about right now. We're talking about the fourth wave, we're talking about COVID, we were talking about communities and vaccinations and non-vaccinations and and it wasn't so much about all the details of all of those things. It was how do we live together? 
how do we live together in a space with with different with different values and somebody offered at the table last night that once upon a time our rules matched our values but we now live in a world where we live in a, in convergent times so there are multiple values from multiple cultures from multiple histories from multiple ancestral wounding from multiple multiple ancestral design forward and we live in each other's communities now and the rules haven't adapted to this convergence and i thought that is a concept i've never thought about and then when i think about what are we doing on the leader path it's we're learning how to lead together in an emergent place like an emergent time so where does that take you <laughs> can i just can i just add that um, yeah. for me um Right away, it made me think of um, um, because all these everybody's values are are are, are can be different. Uh, I think uh, the the first thing that would make it easy for us to lead is to is to get a sense of um, what those values are. So to 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 listen to what others have to say, you know, and 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 listen with um, um, a um, not a not a myopic um, uh, um, hearing, but um, like be open to everybody because everybody comes from different places and has different experiences, and and they're bringing their perspective into the um, into the situation. So, um, yeah, that's the first thing that came to my mind is is we have to um, to be to make it work beneficially for everyone, we have to enter into the conversation with, a, with a, an open heart and an open mind. Yeah, I, I love the conversation about values as a, a starting point or maybe a regrounding point. Um, I know one of the questions that I love to explore is just, what do you stand for? Just tell me what you stand for. And it might be completely different <laughs> than what I stand for, but I still want to know that and understand that yeah. because it helps me to know how to be um, in relation with you. Yeah. And, and again, I can only control myself, uh, you know, and invite others to that conversation. But I ask myself on a daily basis, what do you stand for? What do you, what are you willing to, you know, what are you willing to stand for? What are the pieces that if all else, like will just fall away, but if there, if there was one thing you were willing to go, you know, to die on that mountain, what would that be? And I'm not sure that, um, you know, do we talk about leadership that way? Do we talk about it from, I know how to be in better relation with you because I deeply understand what, what you stand for. And that helps me to be in a, in a different or deeper experience with you. Yeah. And, and it, it, that honestly, that takes a while. That is, that is true relation. Um, 
because you walk beside another person as they settle into really knowing what they stand for. And sometimes it's not what they thought it was, right? It's, it's truly surprising. I, I know when I started Powerhouse, if you would have asked me, what do you stand for, Shar? I would have said, I stand for building strong women who lead. That's it. Eight years later, if you asked me what I stand for, I would say the essence is the same. However, the gender conversation can be a distraction. I stand for regenerative healing for, for humanity so we can experience the full experience of human existence as we were meant to. Do you see how, and if you've walked with me for eight years and, and the, the 12 beyond that, you would actually understand that full journey. My understanding of it at the beginning was empowerment of women. That's it. We will rule the world, you know, and now is the gender conversation as important to me? It has its place because there is still work to do, but it's deeper than that. So I don't know where that takes you, but that's another piece. Well, I think where I see the intersection is around emergence. And I, the other piece that I hear in it is um, exploring how do different values co-create, how do different values emerge into a world now where we're, we're reimagining a lot of things. And I love the acknowledgement that the essence is the same but the it's not even just that the words are different it's like it's just it's expanded it's expanded now into another it's not better it's not worse it's not you know it's but it's expanded the the meaning is deeper perhaps and i like the the remembering of that you know like what do communities do listen to me i'm totally talking out of my box um out of my lane i'm out of my lane on this one do communities have, you know, visionings? They oh, do, yeah. right? You're oh, on yeah. council. <laughs> like organizations do. Yeah. Every January, we as leaders we usually. Have strategic sessions and, yeah. But d- does it happen like this? Like, you know, like at the end, whether it's your birthday or January, those of us take like 10 days and we're like totally into ourselves because we're journaling and listening and reimagining and visioning and, like, do no. communities do that? Not in the same way, but the, the, to the to the best of the, the community's ability, right? Know, That'd be messy. It's a little bit more um, straightforward and not so um, not so deep, not mm-hmm. so not so spiritually deep. It's it's more, you know, um, yeah. I, I do think that, um, and man, this is a, definitely a Christina Benti part of the conversation. <laughs> so I'm just going to tap into my Christina Benti energy right now. I think, and I can only express from my experience, but I'm curious what, you know, others on, on, in part of this conversation is what your, what you have. My experience in community is that 
it is only by regularly gathering mm. that we create the experience for our community that we say we want. And as someone that worked in local government for seven years, the we would gather to make decisions for the community, but the community wasn't an engaged part of those gatherings. And um, one of the things, you know, I've been growing up, I was part of a church community, right? And there's something about regularly gathering to build the practice of creating the experience that you say you want for that community. And I think that is part of the ritual of gathering of gather for her. It is getting clearer on the vision, the, the vision and the values that we hold for ourselves and the vision and the values that we hold as a collective that we're looking to experience more fully through a, through a collective and regenerative spirit. If, if that makes sense. But there's something for me about that regular practice uh, because certainly communities, yep, you do strategic planning, you build the plan, the employees build their work plan off the strategic plan. Is the community involved in all of that? Meh, you know, to a degree. Yeah. When I was community planner for um, my First Nation um, for three years, um, it, they were extremely involved um, and, and it, it was the first time the community was brought together for like 40 years. It was, it was quite, um, it was, it was um, very challenging and, and uh, very rewarding at the same time. Challenging in that they hadn't been, they hadn't collaborated and connected with each other for, for 40 years and rewarding because they hadn't connected and collaborated with each other for 40 years. So they were learning to get to know each other and and work with each other and and plan and and vision with each other and yeah it was um, quite interesting. So, our previous conversation reimagining impact emergence was like the word, and now there's this got it okay so gathering is feels like the the word and I when I think about gather for her and. And, and what we learned from Gather For Her that we're bringing to the leader path is that when groups gather regularly, we begin to co-regulate together without even trying. It's like our nervous systems chill. I can, and in that space, I can hear you. And there's, and then sometimes we, as a group drop in to a whole other space that you couldn't really point to, but you'll see it in the chat. You're like, wow, we're all I, in, in my work. When I work with clients, I call it being in the room. It's like, oh my gosh, you let me in the room. I'm in the room. And, and, and so communities, when we gather, we can get into the room with each other, whatever that means. It's a, a metaphor. And then when I think about the leader path and what we're supporting leaders to be in practice of together, decolonizing leadership, that's circle work. That is group work. Yeah. That is not one person saying, hey, follow me. I'm going this way. This is the right way. It is, it, in fact, it makes me think something about something, Shar, that you said a long time ago, and we're dancing with it now. I mean, a long time ago, you said, how does a circle move? I was like, wow, how does a circle move? And you said the way, um, for an accelerated circle move is, is it lifts. 
because moving sideways is really hard. And sometimes we have to move sideways, but I'm like, wow. So if we gather, might we vertical lift on the leader path? Love that. The directions, the, made me think of the four directions and the medicine wheel and, and how we would move in a, in a clockwise manner. I would love to do a little experiment with those of you that are, you know, here this morning. I'm just going to ask you to imagine, you know, Tina is much too kind because when we had that conversation years ago, I think I said, well, I'm certainly not going to sit around in a circle holding hands singing Kumbaya <laughs> because that's not what is needed, right? Although there's a place and time for that. Um, but I, I think I would just love you to envision us in a circle holding hands with our feet firmly planted and grounded in the values that we know we stand for individually and collectively and and feel that connection to mother earth and those values from her through you and allow the power to reverberate through your body and your being, because this is our vehicle for expressing those values in this lifetime. We are spiritual beings in a physical body for the experience of this existence, however long it lasts. Today could be the last day of it, could be. And as we grasp hands in a healthy world, <laughs> This is my imagination. So I'm just going to throw that in there. You know, we throw our hands up and the power just, it, it lifts. It lifts us in these, you know, these circles, community to community. And energetically, we lift humanity. But it starts through that connection to Mother Earth and remembering where we came from, remembering what we stand for. And that's the type of leadership work <laughs> that we want to bring to the world. And that's what the, the, the leader path and the experience of the leader path, that accordion of individually, 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 collectively. What do I want? Where am I going? What is my audacious intention for the year? What do we want? What are we <sighs> breathing? just like trees, continuous growth. Okay, I love that accordion. I love that. I don't really like the accordion, but I'll go with it. Yeah. <laughs> I love the metaphor. It's like, what do I want? What do I want? What do I want? <laughs> what do we want? What do we, because right? It is, there, is a, there is the I, the you, the we, and it's all, it does, it, it's all of it. It's not one or the other. Beautiful. Wow. So, you know, where I, I thought we could go next because we're, you know, at, for those who can stay at nine, we're going to actually do a learn about the leader path conversation. But I thought it'd be great for us to talk about our own call to lead. And, um, and yeah, that's kind of it. I think see our, see our differences and our samenesses and, you know, what's emerging for us in the space of leading yeah i guess i'll go first since i threw it on the table <laughs> um if i'm really bare 
and and honest, I feel like the call is louder than my permission still. That I feel like, but the call inside of me is, um, is it's, it's now no longer unrecognizable to me, the, the, to use Christina's words, the diamond that I came into the world as. And in my own work, I believe that that diamond that Christina talks about is what we're entrusted with. And it's the word entrusted that compels me to lead. If I was gifted it, I think that's nice. And that's like, I like gifts, gifts are nice. But when I'm entrusted, it's, it's for me and you, it's for us. And that when I hold it on to hold on to it for me, it, it actually now feels like, like it's eating itself. Like it has, it's painful to hold on to for me. And if I'm really honest, which is why I think the leader path is a practice is the, there's still a veneer between my knowing and my permission to do it and that I'm up to it and all of that. So I have these like sparkle moments where I'm like, ah, I'm all out and I'm, I'm all out there and everybody can see it. And then I go whoosh and now I'm really, and I, and I get vulnerability blowback for myself, not shame. That doesn't seem to be, that seems to have gone but some vulnerability blowback, like exposure blowback is what I'm currently walking through. And that's the path. The roller coaster. Yeah. And it's about listening. Yeah. Yeah. The roller coaster. Yeah. I've just realized I talked about my process, but not what am I leading? It's, it's the, it's the space of, of deep listening and connecting to the core uh, from the place from which we come. And that's the place where, reconciliation actually happens when we all remember the core and have an experience of our core and being in the core together. Yeah, that's what I'm leading. For me, um, uh, it is um, similar in that it, it's, um, it's not, it gnaws away at, at me and, um, and I, to the point where that's all I can think about is I, I need to be doing this. This is, you know, and I have, I have left um, contracts um, I, and, and like, so the other part of that is actually letting go of the fear and, 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 and trusting in my intuition and, um, and, and following that. And so, you know, I've, it's coming from somewhere and and I know that deep down inside that it's spirit telling me that this is what I'm here to do so you you mentioned um um being um entrusted with it and 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 so so for me it it, it is um we've all been given this is my belief we've all been given a gift and and um we can walk this world and not and not um share that gift but we're not fully um living our lives until we are sharing that gift and there's a release that happens when and and i don't know it's like a knowing that um 
once you're on that path that you that you are following what you're meant to be doing it is no turning back you, you you can't go back like there's um because everything else is just like fodder like it, it's it, it pales by comparison and so if that makes any sense and then of course so so what i do is i i uh, um work with indigenous women and to to help them realize their magnificence and um and 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 that to me is um is a true gift to be able to do that i love that sharon i think you nailed it like i think I, I believe that leadership we, all, it, we leadership is making a deliberate choice to recognize um, and as Christina would say to shine, you know, to shine and to share the gift. Um, and then then it's a journey of ex exploration and bravery. And in my journey, I, I feel like every every year, although it's speeded up, I'm given a real, clue on this leadership journey. I, I know at the beginning of the pandemic, it was definitely around faith and fear and the interconnectivity of, oh, you know what, when I'm in a place of fearful, <laughs> like borderline fear, that is actually a gift because I'm, I'm, I know I'm in, in faith building mode. So it's, whereas I used to run from fear and it's like, and it's a combination of, you know, horseback riding, my time with, with Zephyr and and writing my one woman show, I was like, wow, fear is this huge leadership tool that we're underutilizing. Why didn't anybody ever tell me that, right? Um, to reflect back on my own leadership journey, because it does, it does come through in the work of powerhouse and, and on the leader path is when I was 24 years old, a human performance psychologist from California came and spoke at the brokerage firm that I worked at. And I was mesmerized by this man. He was already like well into his, I'd say, 60s. And um, I sat right, you know, Keener Shar. I sat up right at the front of this conference and there's all these investment advisors and brokers behind me. And I was like right at the front. I was like all in because I was like human performance psychologist that this is going to be cool like this. I know, I don't know what this is, but I know I'm going to like this guy. And so, yeah, he took us through his whole talk and his presentation. And, um, and I asked him, you know, I, I was, you know, sitting there and I asked him a question or I was like being engaged and he walked over to me in front of all of my peers, mostly male peers. And I was 24 and he, he looked right at me and he said, you young lady, you are a natural born leader. And he singled me out. And he saw it. He said it. I heard it. I believed it. And I began to embody it from that day on. He saw it. He said it. I heard it. I believed it. Because after all, he was a human performance psychologist, right? whatever that means. And from that day on, I started to live as the natural born leader that I am. And I just lived it and lived it and lived it. And I was on a fast track. Within a couple of years, I was the national marketing manager of that firm. 
And within a couple of years after that, I was quitting that job to start Powerhouse, to start the, the foundation of Powerhouse. There's something about seeing greatness and holding greatness in others. As Sharon said, seeing that gift. I see your gift. You may not fully see it yet. Is there anything I could do to mirror it back to you? Impact media, impact media, impact media. Could I mirror that gift back to you? Because I certainly see your greatness and I will hold space for however long it may take for you to fully see it. And I'll walk beside you. I'll tap dance, I'll belly, I'll belly dance, we'll rap dance, whatever it takes because there's such a greatness inside of you that we're allowing to expand at 15% of our full potential. And, and, and those are the kind of conversations and the kind of communities I want to be involved in. Like that's, that's what we're up to. Hey. Yeah. So let's go into change making. Let's go into that now because the, I think, I think we can hear the state of being in the acknowledgement, right? Like we can hear the call, the, the, the gift, the, we can hear that. And it's like, okay, so now we're leading. What are we leading? What are we leading? And the, you know, the leader path addresses the stuff that we've all walked our, our life and what we hear from the, from all of you. What's it like to be a change maker where you feel like you're the only person on the planet that thinks this way? What's it like to be a change maker while you're literally stepping into the unknown every day and, and half your family goes, you're crazy. What are you doing? Or whatever they're saying. I mean, that would be my version, <laughs> but, but there, there's this, and then there's this thing that we've heard about that leading is something that you do alone and, and yes and no, like, that's really interesting to me. Like being the only person who takes a step of faith that feels that step is you. That's the alone part. But leading's not alone. Change making is not alone. So there's a dance in there. I would love to get into change making because that's the bigger, we're ready for that. That just made me think of um, when I first wrote my proposal for, uh, for Diva. Um, I was so pumped up and like, oh my God, I've got this proposal. I took a proposal writing course and I wrote my proposal. Okay, now I'm going to, I've been working on this for years, trying to get this program going. And and I passed it out to, to every funding pot I could think of and nobody, nobody bid it, to, nobody touched it. And, um, but yet, you know, I, I, I went to a, um, it was like a um, um, a mastermind a session, um, a, a pitch mastermind. So I went there and I pitched my idea to like twenty business owners, and every single one of them were were, were like, "Oh my God, this is such a great! You're going to change so many uh, people's lives with this." Um, but nobody would. <laughs> It's so, you have that side of it when you're when you're first, you know, you, you you doubt yourself as 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 you're walking um, in in your truth and and you you doubt, um, but and that's the alone part, right? That's the part where you do, you're doubting yourself, but 
still you just have to you, you you're you're motivated and 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 um not motivated so much as you are compelled you just have to carry forward and and um and then you find you know one person it just takes one um to believe in you in your idea to believe in you and your capabilities and and boom and um and and, and that changes everything for you as a, for me as a change maker that changed everything and that was that was powerhouse yeah i'm i'm curious to ask um you know to ask those of you who are in 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 conversation with us today uh, what your thoughts are around change making like if someone was to ask you about you know identify you as a change maker what would be your one sentence response to that um because i can certainly tell you mine but it's just my you know just my opinion um we are we are um we're lucky enough to be walking beside an organization that has been change making and a change maker for over 25 years with one of our our clients right now and i feel like it's yet another just like last year was you know fear and faith there's so many lessons coming through in this experience about change making but i think my experience of change making is on a true change making to me the essence of change change making is you you literally don't know the next step until it shows up because if you're truly living in change making <laughs> you're if you just think of the word change making you you literally are stepping off the edge the precipice of change every time and you can have systems and organization and da, 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 da. but if you're truly change making you're walking just ahead of that and all of those systems and those uh the framework in, in which you work is supporting the change making but it change making is continuous growth and i think that to be on a path where you're brave enough to take the step that you know you you're just not quite sure where you're stepping and you're you're trusting your gut you're connecting in with your your all that you believe and and connecting in with back to what you stand for and you take that step and then you take the next one i think we were talking about stepping earlier all you do is take the next step what am i doing as a change maker today <laughs> today what's one conversation i didn't have yesterday cuz it's not change making is not repeating the loop it's not repeating the loop no we've done that already i said to my husband this morning how do we be who we need to be in the next 8 years cuz it's different than what got us to this point today just by definition how do we be who we need to be in the next 8 years keep that trajectory lifting because it's not who we were today to get us to today the essence obviously the essence of who we are we are we've always been but the 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 intention the beliefs the power the how do we strengthen all the fibers of our being it's continuous growth it's continuous improvement not improvement but refinement right 
That's the conversation we had at like, I don't know, seven o'clock this morning. <laughs> I love it. Um, what's coming up for me is I, some, I just heard this like old thought, this old paradigm we all used to in our, in the nineties prescribe to that, which speaking for me anyway, the, um, the signs of the green lights and the signs of the, like all green lights mean go. And yet, or the, 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 the prescription of red lights are your sign to work harder. Oh, it's an obstacle to overcome. And what I'm noticing about change making is that you stop making the signs the truth and you start listening to the wisdom in your body of truth to to help understand in the unknown whether this green light or red light means anything at all. Because obstacles are in the path of change making as are green lights. And there's like, there's a space I'm seeing courage on the side in the, in the chat. I'm like, right, the courage and the confidence to even discern what's a red light and what's a green light in terms of how the path wants to move. Because if we've truly been entrusted, sorry, Sharon, sorry, the thought was, sorry. Because if you've truly been entrusted with something, that's the only, I'm just speaking out loud, thinking out loud, that might be the only thing that we know, that we know, because that, that doesn't move. There's no green light or red light on that. That's what you're entrusted with. And then we move. Well, and yeah, and so, um, that just made me think, um, don't label it green or red. There, don't put any, don't put any, any label on it. Like, um, and what Kristen said, Kristen, uh, I'm no longer tuning my fork into old vibrational frequencies. Um, you know, Shar said, um, what strengthens the fibers of our beings, you know, so that, so uh, we're going into this from a deep place of knowing, um, and, and, and not putting any um, not putting any judgment on it just knowing right and and then um, um, the the, um, the strengthening the fibers of our being made me think of the braid and so then that's where you you know you're you're going this alone but not alone because you have this knowing, so you, you know you're not alone. But then, you know, you've got, you've got um, the, the higher vibrations of the, the people around you to, to, uh, to keep you going in, in the direction that you need to go. So whether that's a braid or, or just a group of um, 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 insightful and, um, um, and high vibrational beings, um, that um, to me is change making. Yeah, I, um, I, what comes, you know, the picture that came to my mind when Sharon, um, you were talking is, is was actually a, a and, and I'm kind of reading the chat on the side and, and what I visualized was this signal light. And again, like how we, and I'm not talking about dra driving and traffic, <laughs> but I am talking about 
leading on the leader path. So let's be clear about that. <laughs> you know, we were, we were brought up as women, as leaders, as change makers to interpret this signal light a certain way. And I'm actually realizing that that interpretation of that signal light may not be true for me. That's all I'm going to say about that. But I, I, I wonder if there is a guidance system that we're tapping into where yes, green means go, <laughs> but what actually does mean stop, right? And I, I, I'm just saying like that, that just came into my head when, when you were speaking, Sharon, because for myself, all I can say is I walk in fear every day. I walk in fear every day. I actually walk with fear. I call it playing in faith where I need to be there a hundred percent with all of me, all of my senses fully alive, because that's, that's, that's what I want my life's experience to be. I want to be fully alive. <laughs> yeah. Whew. Apparently we're above cruising altitude. Kristen says, um, you know, when I think about last week's conversation and, and all of us in, in, in the braid really all noted, okay, we, we are on an, on a furthered footpath. Like the, we have whatever you want to call it up leveled, whatever, whatever expanded. The conversation has deepened. And today this feels like we've done it again. Like, wow, we are, here we are. So we're talking about emergence. We're talking about intersectionality. We're talking about vibration. We're talking about um, what guides us, where we say go, where we, where we say stop, and what that means. And we're talking about knowing and entrusted and, and, and the gift. So what I would offer, because we're all in, we're all in the right place at the right time, that there must be something in this, in each of us in this circle. And so I would say that's the invitation. So what is that for you? What is the widening of your path? For you as a as a change maker as a leader as a person of human impact because my mom always says um that the world changes when a baby's born like oh my gosh the whole world has changed that's what she says oh look at that we just changed the world and we each of us is the essence of that I will reflect on something uh, recently for, from some work with Kari Klein. Not sure Kari could be with us this morning, but that is the, the feeling of resting on my air mattress above bubbly, a bubbling aquifer of possibility. 
and that is where I live in Gibsons, BC. Resting on my air mattress with the bubbling sensation of an endless supply from the aqua aquifer of possibility beneath me. What came to my mind is um, um, sitting uh, first thing in the morning while it's still dark out. Um, I just did that at the full moon. Um, so I sat outside and had my coffee with Grandmother Moon and, um, and just um, the gratitude and, and the feeling of um, the vastness of the, the universe. Um, it's it's such a beautiful thing to be out there with this beautiful orb looking down at us and um yeah and there's nobody around and it's dark out and and just the feeling of smallness and vastness at the same time it's pretty incredible so um the one word for me would be vulnerability um, thank you, Sherry. Uh, I think I'll close with, I've been thinking about that Rumi quote, beyond right and wrong, there is a field. I'll meet you there. And it's in that field where I meet you. Yeah, and I feel like that field is in this space that we're in. So that's... I am in the field. As always, we are so grateful for your deep listening with us. We want you to know that there is a community here that you may not know about yet. We gather virtually every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific time for these live conversations, and we call it Gather for Her. This is the place where we begin to weave our individuality together to remove silos and place our hands at each other's backs for activated, intentional action towards a world we all want for 2030, where we prepare for a better world. When you're ready, we're here. Find us at powerhouse.com and get social with us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. If it feels right, you can support this inspired wisdom through Patreon at patreon.com powerhouse. Until next time, keep listening and know we're always here, ready to gather with you.